you were meant for more. Does your journey match up with the plan that God has for your life? Do you feel unstoppable? Well, if you do or don't, either way, this is a must-listen conversation for you. Welcome to the Abundant Virtual Event. I am your host, Samantha Siemens, and I am honored that you are here with us and honored to have Jeanette Peterson with us. She is my friend and also a powerhouse. She's a United States Air Force veteran that has been successfully mentoring, empowering, and inspiring women. She helps them turn their businesses into their ministries. And after leaving the military, she had a lot of learning to do. She learned about herself, her gifts, and what she was created for. She knew her next job had to be for God, and she knew she had to have the creator of the universe as her CEO. She prayed and partnered with God, and as a mentor and speaker, Jeanette knows that your divine purpose is unique and only for you. When you walk in purpose, you will no longer feel shame or pain, but joy, peace, and love. And friend, it's time to live unapologetically unstoppable. Thank you and welcome, Jeanette. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. I, yes. This is, I, I'm so excited for this talk and this topic and this conversation. So <laughs> we're going to jump right in and I would love for you to share a part of your story where this message sort of hit home for you. How did it start? So I, I have struggled with infertility before in my life. When I was active duty in the military, me and my husband were trying to have a baby. I was older. I would not say like an old lady, but I was older considering for the military. So like, like you can be like Southern old wife and then there's like military old wife. And that's what I was. I was like both. I was like almost 30, like trying to have a baby, which is like way old in those realms. So I was like, okay, I know, I know how to do this. I know how to do this. I did the research. I studied like when the ovulation is supposed to happen, all the dates. I started taking my basal thermometer and taking my temperature and just tracking everything. I'm a big data nerd. So I was like, all right, the more information I have about myself and my body, the easier it is to have a baby. Like X equals Y. I'm yes, duh. This is how this works. So I started doing it and I was like, all right, it's time. It's that day. Let's go ahead and do this. And then nothing. So I did that over and over and over for about 12 months. And at the 12 month part point, um, the military will then let you go to infertility. So we're approaching the 12 months we scheduled for infertility and I was just getting fed up. I was feeling like a failure after failing 12 months in a row of having a baby. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? I feel relatively successful in the other parts of my life. Why do I suck at this? Like, this is on the calendar. It is so easy. Like, you just do this, do this, bam, you have a baby. What is wrong with my body? Why can't I have a baby? What is wrong with me? I'm doing this like I'm supposed to. And at this point in my life, I wasn't going to church. I would call myself a Christian, but I wouldn't call myself a follower of Jesus, which is different in my mind. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. What is happening? Why is this not working? My husband, who was like very, very deep in the church, like he, his mom was like very secular versus earthly, like very, there was a whole thing for them. So I was like, all right, you know how to pray better than I do. Um, I heard about this thing in therapy called being naked and like just really sharing yourself in a naked way because you have more vulnerability. I was like, so we're going to get in the bathtub together and we're going to pray to God. And he was like, okay. So we got in the bathtub 
and I prayed and I was like, you know what, God, I'm done. I don't know if you're there or not. I'm done. I'm so sick of this. You're making me feel like a failure. And if you want me to have babies, this is on you. I'm, I cannot do this anymore. It's like giving me anxiety. I have been in a deep depression. I can't do this. I'm stressed out about trying to have a baby. And if I'm supposed to have one, I can't, it's not on me anymore. It's completely on you. And I literally felt like this weight lifting off of me of, of pressure that I had been putting on myself to have a baby. And then a month or two later, we went to our first infertility meeting and I was pregnant. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? And after that, I realized that when you fully surrender a part of your life to God, that's when he can start moving things. He can't do it before. He can't do it when you're a control freak, when you're doing all the things you're quote unquote supposed to be doing, because that's not your job. Your job is to listen and to obey and to give everything to him. And if your will aligns with his will, he will make it happen. It might not be immediately, but he will make it happen. So to me, the very first thing that I learned when I was trying to figure out who I was as a person after leaving the military was what does God want from me and how do I align my will with his and how do I just surrender those parts of my life where he can totally take over and do what he does. And I had to slowly understand that. I mean, some people might think that that's a coincidence. People would ask me, how did you get pregnant? And I was like, I just prayed. And they were like, okay. But what did you actually do? <laughs> yeah. And so I had to like explain to them, no, really, that's the only thing that was different. I didn't stress out about it anymore because it wasn't, wasn't my plan. I had to let go of everything that I thought that I could control and give it up to God. Because if I kept it on me, I probably would never have babies because it's not my design. It's not, I don't create anything. I am a partner with, with the creator of the universe. I am a co-creator. I don't create out of nothing. I did not say, let there be like God did. So when I relinquish the power of whatever the thing is I have and I'm stressing about and I fully surrender to God, then it's good. The thing is when we, when we think that we are in charge of things and especially in our lives and our kids and our businesses and whatever that is, and we're looking at all the pieces and we're trying to decide what we're supposed to do next. That's when we go to God. Not when we're like, in the bathtub crying. I mean, you can go there, but when we're like, Hey God, what is the next move for my business? What is the next move for my family? What is the next move that I'm supposed to do for my kids? That's when we're supposed to surrender those things and literally not worry about them. I know that that is a hard thing to think of because I am a control freak. And if I can't control it, then it's not going to happen. But I have to, when I first did that, I realized that that was the number one thing that I had to do over and over and over. And when, when my problems are not mine anymore, but his problems, he can work through the, he can work through those things. And so during that process though, there are things that where the devil tries to take me out. And I know that, that he's trying to control me. And there is a thing called spiritual warfare. I, I grew up in a my Christianity was not very uh, Pentecostal. We weren't speaking in tongues or any of that. And so it was kind of like, okay, what is that weird spirit? Like, do you guys really believe in spirits? Like, what does that look like? There are spirits. It is a spiritual realm. And some people can access it or 
better than others, right? It's just a thing. So when you are partnering with God and you're asking him for protection, you're also asking him for protection from the spiritual realm because those things, the spiritual realm can affect things that are happening here on the earthly plane. Okay. Now I just sound like a crazy person, but you know what? It's true. Like I'm not being, being crazy. And when we look at our life and after we've surrendered those pieces to God is when things really start to move. I was, when I got pregnant, it was a January. And then I found out that I was getting kicked out of the military in, in March. And then in April, I was out of the military. And then by July, the next year, six months later, we were moving across the country to Las Vegas. If I had never prayed that prayer, I don't think those things would have lined up because God said, if you want, if you want this, if you want this in your life, I have to change your life. You can no longer have the life that you're having now, because if you really want me to intervene, which I was full hearted, I want you to intervene in this. He is going to change your life and you have to be ready for that. Because if I had put up a fight of, no, I don't want to do this. And I, I did cry when I left the military because I wasn't prepared for that mentally. It was something that I'd been in for 11 years. And that was a deep part of my identity. And now my new identity was mom. But when you pray those prayers to the creator of the universe, you have to be ready for him to change your life. And if you are not ready, you're going to be sad about it. But you have to remember that this is not your design. This is not your life necessarily. This is the part of life where you are, where you're just going to be on the road with God and you're just going to obey him and do what he asks you to do. And he's going to make your life more abundant than you could ever dream of. Because that's what he wants for us on earth. He does not want us to be homeless or living in scarcity or even thinking in scarcity. If he loved us so much that he created birds and birds can just go out and get food every day, why would we not have abundance? Why would we not have abundance? He helped the people in Is the Israelites as they were walking with manna. What is it? That's what manna actually means. It means what is it? Because they didn't know. And you know what? Sometimes I don't know what the next step in my life or business is. But I know that God's got me. I know that I can be fully surrendered and his love and held in what he has for us and not worry about anything else. So when you're on this journey to surrender, the first thing I want you to know is it doesn't have to be something that you have to be a perfectly good Christian girl, go to church every single Sunday, pray every day and read your Bible every day for God to start working. That's not how it works. And the second thing is, if you are aligning your life with God's will, then he will make it happen. Whatever that thing is, whatever your heart desire is. So my desire was children, and I didn't know that if I wanted to even be a mom at that point. So when you align your life with, with God's plan, he will, he will change your world. And three, you have to let go of everything else. Because when you let go of the things that you thought were your life, God is going to change them and make things different and better. You might not see it at first. You might be sad because you're holding on to all these things, but none of these things actually belong to you. Your life belongs to God and the king of the universe. So when you give your stuff to God, he changes your entire world and be prepared for that because it is, it can be scary. I was terrified. And number four, don't worry about anything. 
God's got this. When he, like the way that he loves us so much is that he wants everything to be a byproduct of him. He wants us to be bringing heaven to earth. He wants us to love each other. He wants us to love like he loves us. And the way he loves us is a pure, unmanipulative, uncontrolling, a pure love that just wants the best for you. And so when we think about that and we come from a place in our brains of this person wants the best for me because God loves me, then we can look at people differently and not think that somebody's out to get us. Nobody's out to get us. As long as we keep our eyes focused on God, God is here to bless us and have abundance. So please remember those four things when you think about your, your thing that you're going to surrender. You don't have to be perfect. Align with God's will. It's going to be scary and uncomfortable, but God is always love and he's going to make it for your, his glory. Yeah. So good. So good. And thank you for sharing your story. And okay. So to clarify though, since you surrendered in the bathtub, was that a one and done deal for you? Of prayer? Of surrendering. Oh no, girl. <laughs> I just surrender every day. <laughs> well, that's a misconception here when we like, I have stories of surrender you've heard on the podcast and this story of surrender, like, and then you're like, okay, cool. I gave my yes. And so we're good, right? Like, God, that was my check. I'm good. I surrendered. And really it's a every day, every hour, sometimes every day, every yes. minute. Yes. <laughs> um, surrender of whatever that piece, your whole life, of course, but then like pieces of your life. And I feel like the thing that I wrestled with the most surrendering, like, yes, I'll move across country for you. I will quit my job and take up a nonprofit. I will do all of these things that in the world's eyes look crazy and not smart. <laughs> so, but there was still one thing where I was like, like this, there's four, right? So I was like, yes, I surrender, but I'm still holding on to these four things. And these four things were my children because I have mm. read, I have read the Bible a lot of times. And I was like, I don't want you to take my children from me. And so I don't know why, but in my mind, surrendering my children meant I was going to give them like they were going to die. And I know that's like, that is just what my mind computed it as. And it's not, that's not. And he had to slowly, no. graciously, lovingly show me that one, they're his, which they are. And then two, they that were never yours. Yes, they were never mine. Nice try though, Sam, but you know, we're, we're women and moms. And so we like to think, but they, uh, that he had to show me lovingly that like, no, I mean, yes, eternity is the ultimate goal and eternity is the best, best for us. But that, that didn't meant surrendering, didn't meant not having them. And instead, that is the part where I stuck with the most that was has been the hardest for me to surrender. And I, even as I do it, I slowly like sometimes get my grips fast. Like if we're dealing, we're learning the fruits of the spirit. So if we're dealing with like lots of emotions, I'm like, mm. oh, I can handle this. I'm the mom. I should know what to do. And God's like, no, I am the creator of you and them. I know what to do. Right. So like the misconception that if we maybe this was just for me, but if we surrender, then we're going to lose it all. Actually, that's not it. And you did lose things. You lost your career. You lost yes. part of your identity. Yes. And yet if I asked you right now, I already know your answer, but do you like, is your life better than it used to be? Oh girl. Yes. I, 
I don't have stress. Like you don't understand the fruits of the spirit that showed up after I got out of the military when I was holding on so tightly to that job. Yeah. As soon as I let go, I had to like do some deconditioning, but I am so grounded. And like you said, every day was like letting go, letting go until you fully release it. Like it is like a little like unfurling of your hands yeah. like, and getting yeah. scared and then pulling it back and then going back. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, repent it's hard. Like, sorry, God, I took it back. Here it is again, like constantly. And I think we think that as yes. like a bad thing, but that is relationship. Like that is what relationship yes. looks like. We're not going to get it right or else we'd be in eternity. We're not going to have all the answers. So it is sometimes this tug and pull. And I would love to be like, everything surrenders, surrenders my message. Like it's all it's good. So good. It's so easy. Oh, <laughs> And it's not, it's not reality because really, if it wasn't motherhood, because here's the deal. I did grow up Pentecostal. So supernatural is just, it, it comes natural to me because that's how I was raised. And so, um, I, I know the Bible talks about, right. There's, there's, um, the spirit, you're not fighting, fighting against flesh and blood. There's, there's other things that are happening. And so, because I know that I know that there's an enemy who wants to kill, steal and destroy my life, your life. Yep. And that's not something I focus on because on the other hand, I know that I have the authority given to me through Christ to trample on his head. So like, that's why it's important in a scripture, yes. but also I know that the enemy doesn't have new tricks. He cannot create, like we said, God was the creator. The enemy cannot create new things. He cannot magically have superpowers that are new. He, his tricks are the same. And so motherhood, I could be like fully surrendered to motherhood. And then he's throwing off, like you sucking business balls at me or something like, like yes. snowball, yes. Like he's hitting with different <laughs> snowballs or something. Right. And so anyways, I don't know where that was going. I mean, that was for somebody because you still have an enemy that wants to deter you. Like, don't you think he wants you not to live your unstoppable life, not to surrender, yes. rather capulate you with fear and anxiety and depression and all of these emotional things. Right. He'd rather the world tell you, you can't do anything and you're not good enough and all of these other lies. Right. So surrender is a process and it's part of the relationship that happens all of the time. We have a sign above my kitchen table that is Ephesians three twenty, and it just says immeasurably more. And it is my reminder yes. that as hard as many tears I've cried as impossible. I thought things were giving them to God. He gave me immeasurably more. I never thought my life yes. and it's true for you would ever look like what it was now. Cause I couldn't imagine it. It wasn't mine to imagine. It was what he had for us. It is just so weird. The things that God does when you start living with a mindset of God's mindset and my, and his, the way he, de he designs things. God gave me a word the other day and it was basically, you're going to do this. You're going to give your house to this person and this is what you're going to do. And I was like, okay. And it's literally a girl I've never met. I've just seen her in different groups on the internet. And then she randomly messaged me and was like, Hey, are you selling your house sometime soon? And I was like, okay, that's weird. God is showing up in a weird way. Because when you start looking for God, he starts showing up. And like you said, if I'm looking for the devil, if I'm, he's going to show up, he will be there. Trust and believe he will be throwing darts at me for, like you said, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not enough. I can't do this. Why me? Why should I even be doing this? 
who gave me the authority? And then I have to be like, God did. Mm-hmm. God gave me the authority because God is enough. Not me through his power. I can do this. Not through my own. It's not about me. It's about him. When you keep your eyes focused on God, then it's easy. Especially like when you're trying to surrender every single day, when you're trying to be reminded of this is not, this is not me. This is God. This is not for me. This is for God. That was probably the hardest thing for me to surrender was that I am not God in the sense of while I'm in the military, if it's not, um, if I'm not doing it, then it doesn't get done. I have to make this happen. I'm doing this, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if you can see this, but these coins right here represent all the things and all the times that I was the person who was doing all the things, but it's not me. I, I can't make anything happen anymore. And I had to, that was, that was the hardest thing that I had to surrender was me acting like God. I do not control anything. I cannot do anything in my own power. And when I do, I feel burnt out. I do not feel the fruits of the spirit. I am not happy. I'm angry and I'm bitter and I'm like acting out on everybody else. I am resentful of everybody else because I feel like they're not doing enough when really it's like the Martha Mary situation. What is enough? Yeah. Yeah. And what I hear from that too is also identity, how much our identity is wrapped up in, in our surrender. And so, yes, we may have to surrender physical things and people or relationships or whatever, but it's also part of our identity. You were a military person. I was a, I was going to work in the hospital forever. Like that was, that was, I never thought anything different. Which is so funny, fast forwarding, but, um, you know, like our identity as mothers, as a college student, as a corporate person climbing the ladder, whatever it is that your identity is so wrapped up in, I would challenge you like right now today after this call or after this, um, this summit to, to bring that to God and make sure that that is part of his yes for you and in surrendering because I was so, and there's been different phases of my life, the marketing business, this even sometimes this is way like easier to not be surrendered because it's literally not about me, but the, the hospital, my motherhood, uh, marketing, owning and running a business, my identity was so wrapped in them that it intensified my need to control it. And so Yes. Not saying that if your identity is wrapped up in it, that he's going to like take it away from you and make you make a left turn. But I would just bring that thing up to God and be like, Hey God, this is where I feel really feel my worth is in. This is what I feel like my identity, my value is in, because if that's not God's, then it shouldn't be yours either. Like our first identity is in Christ and in all the things that the Bible says that we are through him. And so I would challenge you with that today, but Jeanette, I would love for you to one, speak about the identity piece a little bit. And then I want you to just speak a word over these women listening. Yeah. The identity piece that was when you're in the military, it's like a fraternity. It's like, you are, you are it. You like, even now, if I meet other women who have been in the military, I'm like, we are the same. And we have that connection of, we've both been to basic training. We've both been in the toxic environment. It's, I mean, it's toxic, but I loved it. It was who I was. It was part of, part of me and the shedding of that. And 
even just being a mom, like it's not just a mom. That is a huge deal. But also you are a child of God first. I was doing something and I was like mothering hard and God reminded me being a mom is good. It is not a bad thing. Giving her all the attention you're giving her is a good thing. But I asked you to do something else. And I was like, I need to serve you first. I need to surrender everything under your, your work first. And so I was like, okay, I have to do this first for God, because that's what God is telling me to do. And then I can go tend to my child. I'm not saying like she was hurt. I'm saying she was just like, mom, can you color with me? And I had to realize that sometimes I can say no to that and have good boundaries. I'm not saying be a jerk to your kid. I'm saying having (laughs) boundaries are good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. And I will, I do want to speak a word over these ladies. Ladies, I know that when you first get identified with God and you co-create with him, you will be unstoppable. The things that we are supposed to do, everybody on this earth is created to be a hand or a foot. I'm not asking you to get up on stage with us. I'm asking you to ask God what you are supposed to do for his glory because you have a mission. You have a place on earth. If it is to grow your kids right now, I want you to be the best mom you can be. If it is to be a businesswoman, I want you to do whatever God tells you for that business. Because when God is the creator and you partner with him, whatever God wants you to do, he wants your obedience first and go do that thing. It's going to hurt when you say no to people. It's going to hurt when you put up boundaries. But you know what? Why would you put boundaries around people and not God? You need to put boundaries up around people So you can go for what God's got for you, because as soon as you start doing the things that God has for you, your people will be taken care of. I promise you that because without Mm -hmm. the things that he's got for you, you cannot do anything. So remember that ladies, that we are made in his image for a specific thing. And he wants us to all just follow his obedience every single day and to be the unstoppable force that we were destined to be and whatever he has for us. Yeah. So good. And read Q. For whatever he has for us. I thank you. Yes, because also I feel like us as women, especially in the day of social media and like everything is highlighted and amplified, and there's so much content and information oh, yes. all the time that we value <laughs> other people's life more than our God-given calling. And what I mean by that is like we're like, oh, look at Jeanette and her perfect, beautiful nails and makeup and hair, and her life must be so great. And man, I wish I was Jeanette. And Jeanette would be like, shut up. Don't say that. You have your own (laughs) unique purpose and he has a plan for you. So stop looking at maybe just blinders. Stop looking at other people and what they are doing and fulfilling the call that God's called for them and worry about the call that we have on our own life, whatever that may be, wherever that role may take place, but it happens with surrender. Like Jeanette, so so well, he told Welly, that's not English, but so amazingly <laughs> told us. <sighs> oh, goodness. Okay. So, in case you love Jeanette like I do, then we have some free gifts for you. Um, the first of which, so every person who signed up for the virtual event gets access to this. And this, she is giving her 40 prayers for life and business. Jeanette, do you want to um, tell us what that is? Yes. So, Um, This is a God gift. I got gifted a prayer book back in 2012 for my mother, and I didn't open it until last year. So it's been sitting on my shelf, running around the world with me 
for the last 10 years, I finally opened it. And these prayers are so good. And in the fine print, it said distribute at will. So I'm, I want everybody to get these prayers and to pray these prayers, especially if you don't know how to pray. It's got prayers in there. The prayer of Jabez, which is asking to expand your territory. It's got prayers for spiritual warfare. It's got prayers to get closer to God because I didn't know how to pray the first time I prayed. And maybe you don't, or maybe you just need to up your prayer game. I don't know, but I think that everybody needs to have the tools. I just want to give you some tools that can help you deepen your relationship with God and to have him hear you. Yeah. So good. So good. And giving us tools takes away the excuses. So thank you for that. Um, yes. <laughs> for the VIP folks, if you are not a VIP member, then click the link below, grab yours today because this bundle is seriously incredible. Like I am so humbled and thankful for these women who have poured their gifts and talents into this whole virtual event, but they're giving us a little something extra for this VIP bundle. And so Jeanette has an incredible course that normally sells for $4.97 and she is giving a piece of it to this bundle. So you can really talk about surrender and go through surrender with her. Right, Jeanette, tell me more about that. Yes. So this is the exact process that I've used over and over to surrender things that I have in my life and in my business and whatever it is. So it's, it's the different steps. So it's having the tools, how to know when God is talking to us, how to really find out if your desires match up with God's desires, how to make a covenant or a promise or a contract with God. So that way you write your own and how you can be like, all right, God, I am surrendering and creating this promise with you that this is yours and, and you have your will with it. And then also like really deeply understanding, understanding the parable of talents, which is a parable about the gifts that you're given talents in the Bible is talking about money, but it can also be talking about the gifts that he's giving us and how we use those gifts and when we use those gifts. Then it's also important to understand boundaries and how to implement those and then how to fully surrender and give everything to him. And then also discovering the real you. Who are you? Who does God say you are? Not who do you think you are? Not who your mother-in-law thinks that you are? Not who your mom is nagging you that you need to be better at? But who does God say you are? And then really giving you those tools to combat spiritual warfare and being fully surrounded by God's love and support because without that, we don't have anything. So I, I really, really just want to, I think, Sam, I think I'm just going to give it away. I think I'm just going to like for the VIPs, I think I'm just going to give it for free. You're going to have the whole course for free. And then the VIP of the course will be an upcharge, but I think I just really just want to give the course for free. Okay. Well, that was not planned. So thank you. <laughs> For that, so much. that was God. Yes. <laughs> uh, so good. So there you go, friends. We, um, this is literally what I mean by like this event, just being such a God thing and, and then people giving more of their yes. So thank you for that. Um, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your gift and your story with us. And it was such an honor to have you on here today. Yes.